Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Ministry Staff Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Giddens. If you're in ministry anywhere, if you're a volunteer or you're a staff member or you work at a church or a missions organization or evangelistic ministry, it doesn't matter. This is the podcast you want to be following. It's all for it's 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 all about people who serve in a ministry. It's a very unique situation, and, and we want to help you through that. And, and if you if you listen to the podcast on a regular basis, tell someone about it. Go online, leave us a review. It helps people uh, find it better in, in the podcast. So I want to pick up where I left off on the last podcast. And I've got a really great title, something I've really wanted to share uh, for a while, and this is the time to do it. Here's the title of today's podcast. How do I get from where I am now to the call on my life. How, how do I get from where I'm at, from, from serving here as a piano player or, or as a children's worker or serving in the, the media ministry? How do I get from here to where I feel like God wants me? And I'm not saying that you're not necessarily in the place God wants you, in a, but, but there's in our hearts there's a lot of room for growth. And it is not uncommon for people in the ministry to be starting somewhere, but have something more in their heart. This podcast, if that's you, this podcast is really going to bless you today. It's going to be a great podcast. And listen, here, here's the point of this. So many people wreck the future God wants for them by pursuing their call incorrectly. So many people do that. It happens a lot. Listen, the call of God on your life will not satisfy your heart, nor will it bring you contentment. Without that, without that contentment, without the heart being satisfied, you actually become a slave to your calling, a slave to accomplishing things in the ministry. And it causes you to lose focus on who God is and your relationship with God. And that will absolutely wreck your future. That's how people pursue the call of God on their life incorrectly. So listen, on our last talk, uh, last podcast, I talked about the ego. And, and by that, I mean that I'm first mentality. I'm going to determine my path. I'm going to say what I desire and what I don't. I, I am, I'm going to be the umpire of my own life. I'm going to determine what's right and, and what's wrong. I'm going to do all that on my own. I'm going to be my own master. There is no other master but me. I will determine what wisdom is. I will determine it. It's all on me. And a lot of people don't think that way out loud, but they live that way through their actions. So I want to pick up where I left off last time. I want to talk about the will of God for your life, the call you have on your life to serve in an area of ministry, which you're in now. And listen, this does not apply just to people who feel like they're called to preach or something like that, but they're not there yet. This applies to every single person. Some of you may be just holding a door open, but you're like, Chad, I've got some different ministry in my heart. I, I really want to pray with people or I really want to help counsel with people. Listen, this does not apply just to staff members, okay? Anyone, no matter where you are, if you feel like God is tugging you towards more, I'm going to talk about what's holding you back from getting there and the first step to getting there. What's holding you back now and, and where can you start? So listen, there's a lot of people in ministry that have a desire to be in a different place, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's not always something right with that. Some of that is just foolishness and immaturity and arrogance in their heart, and that's why they want a different place in ministry. That's real. But some are called to full-time ministry. Some of you just feel like there's a different place other than where you're at right now. Maybe you're just starting, but you know there's something more, 
And there's nothing wrong with that. That is a good and godly desire to, to want to do more. As long as that desire is, I want more people to know God. I want more people to be free from the, the enemy's work in their life. I want more people to walk in the grace and the knowledge of God. That's great. So how do we get to, how do we get from where we are now to that place in our life? What is stopping us and what's the best way to go about it? Well, listen, I've been in ministry. If you looked at my website, I've been in ministry for a long time. I've been on staff for 25 years. I've been serving since I was like 10. I've seen a lot of people come and go, volunteers, part-time people in the five-fold ministry, people that are serving in media or sound or accounting or piano players or guitar players, drummers, youth leaders. I've seen a lot of people come and go for a lot of reasons. And I'm going to tell you the number one reason I see that people cannot get from where they're at to where they're going. And it's also the exact opposite is the reason why I see so many people who are where they are now get to exactly where God has called them. And it's amazing. Here it is. The number one reason I see why leadership will not promote someone. Okay. Also, it's not the only reason, but here, here, I see this often. Also, the reason I see people that are on a path or even using their gifts, I see them fail. Not leave the ministry, but fail to stay on the path God called them to. They start pursuing their own path. And this is why I see a lot of people, and listen, I'm being honest with this because a lot of people don't want to hear what I'm about to say this next statement. This is why the reason I'm about to give you is why I see a lot of people who never get a release from the Holy Ghost to start pursuing the call of God on their life, to start moving that direction. They feel like they're called here. They feel like, the, and it's like the door never opens. The Holy Spirit never opens it up for them. And then they start just pursuing it on their own out of frustration. <clears throat> Let me say that again. They start pursuing it on their own out of frustration. Here's the, here's the reason why. God is not first in their life. Their calling is. See, I've said on the podcast many times, and I said it last on, on the, our, our last podcast, you can never fully walk in a calling that you're not willing to walk away from because otherwise it will own you. And there is the real reason why you don't see people moving forward or really able to bear the right kind of fruit with the gifts that are in their life. And it doesn't matter what those gifts are. It doesn't matter what they are. I'm talking about from administration to accounting to people working in the media and sound, piano players, all the way up to pastors. Their calling is first and foremost in their life, not God. Let me let me bring in a couple of scriptures here. John set, John, ugh, excuse me, let me use English today. John 6, 38 says this. This is Jesus talking. He said, for I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but to do the will of him who sent me. Matthew 26, 39, uh, this is very familiar scripture. Going a little further, he fell face down. This is Jesus. He's in the garden right before he goes to the cross. He fell face down and prayed, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but your will be done. What is Jesus doing here? Let me tell you what he's not doing. He's not in, in the garden questioning whether he is called or not. He's not questioning, does he have a gift? Has God placed him on a path? Is there something he's supposed to be doing with his life? Jesus is not in the garden wondering if he is called. 
He's in the garden struggling with the cost of the call. See, so many people, so many people, just kind of a side note here, get off the path because it's costing them their life. And I don't mean because the path God put them on is difficult to walk. It's because the path God put them on, sometimes this is the way it is, the path God put them on isn't leading them where they want to go. It's costing them their dreams. It's costing them their version of what their future should look like. It's costing them their version of what their future should look like. Hmm. Jesus is clearly demonstrating there in the garden this, that that the call of God on your life is secondary to the will of God. And you see, Chad, aren't they the exact same thing? Well, it depends on what you've done with the call on your life. And here's the the real guts. Here's the really thing I want to put out there to you, the concept I really want to introduce to help you understand this, and that's this. God is the God of people. He is not the God of gifts. He does give gifts to people, but he gives those gifts and he does not take them back. See, the proof of that is there are many people out there who are using their gifts improperly. They are not following the will of God and they are not doing right with their gifts. That's happening all the time. You see, God is not the God of gifts. He doesn't say, you know what? I made you a great uh, uh, drummer, but if you don't play for me, I'm taking your gifts away and you, you won't be able to do anything. No. See, he's not the God of gifts. He gives them, but he never, he doesn't maintain control of them. He is the God of a heart if you'll give him your heart. You see, many people think that just because I'm, I'm in the ministry and I'm using my gift that I'm in the will of God, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you from experience, from my own personal experience, and then from the experiences of, I, I don't know, hundreds of people I have run across over the years, both in this ministry and in other places of ministry that I'm in contact with, just because you're where you're supposed to be, doing what you're supposed to be doing, does not mean you're in the will of God. See, there was a time in my life where I was dissatisfied, uncontent, not fulfilled spiritually. Things are not going right. I'm not feeling like Listen to me, I'm not feeling like I'm moving forward, I'm accomplishing anything, and I'm going where God wants me. And this is what happened. I got my heart right with God. I began to spend time with him in a new way. I began to to really focus on him, and I came to this place where I said many, I mean, for months, I prayed this prayer, God, I want you more than anything, until it actually became real in my life. See, I prayed it thinking if I pray this and I speak this over my life, I confess that I want God more than anything. I'll grow to be that person, and I did. And that's when, listen to the the statement I'm about to make. Listen to this. Nothing in my life changed, but everything became different. I didn't get a new spouse. I didn't get new kids. I didn't get a pay raise. I didn't get a new job. I didn't get new responsibilities. I wasn't removed from a place and put here. Nothing changed, but everything became different. See, you can be where God wants you to be and not be who God wants you to be. That's very possible. And what happens in that situation is you can never feel like, and this is where that ego comes in, that Feel, I'm going to be ruled by what I feel me first, not the word first. 
See, faith is a God-first mentality. Faith says, I don't care what I feel. I know what the word says. I don't care what I, what I feel. I know what faithfulness is going to do. I don't care what I feel. I know what submission to authority is going to do. See, the ego is me first, God second. And that's never going to lead you forward. See, when you don't feel like things are moving the right direction, when you don't feel like your gifts are being respected, when you don't feel like you're accomplishing what you want to, you will begin to pursue it outside of the will of God. See, Jesus is in the garden and he is, he is in anguish because of what the calling is going to cost him, but he is still there saying, not my will, but yours be done. He's not saying, God, fulfill the call on my life. God, give me grace to put, he is focused on the will of God. I mean, he said that multiple, multiple places in the Bible. He said, I have come to do the will of my father. That is why I'm here. He didn't say, I, I mean, he said, I, I am the savior. I, I've come to do this and set the captives free and preach the gospel. But he also said, I'm here to do the will of my father. Everything you see me do, it's because I saw my father do it. Everything you hear me say, it's because my father said to say it. Everyone you see I bring close to me, it's because my father said, bring them close. Jesus understands he is called of God, but he is submitted to God's will, not to the call. He's not saying, God, I'm the Savior. I'll talk to you later when I'm done saving folk. No, 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 no. The fuel for his ministry is the relationship with the father. And that is where so many people get off. You see, if you cannot submit the call of God on your life to him, he'll never be able to empower it the way it's supposed to be. Too many people in ministry are ruled by the ministry, not by God. God won't promote that. He will not grace it. And when that happens, when God doesn't start moving things forward on your behalf, which is the way it's supposed to work. Let, just let me stop there. That is the way it's supposed to work. God is supposed to open some doors for you. God is supposed to, to clear the path. God is supposed to set blessing in your path. God is supposed to give you divine favor with people. And what happens is people feel like my ministry's not growing. Uh, they feel like I, I, I'm not using the call the way I really feel like I'm supposed to be using it. Things aren't going the way I feel. Things aren't, aren't the way I see my future. My expectations of my future aren't being met. Therefore, I will take matters into my own hand, <clears throat> the ego, I will take matters into my own hands. I will create my own favor. I will, ooh, here's a good one. Here's a good one. I'll find a new leader who agrees with the way I think my future ought to turn out, and I'm going to submit to them. Let me tell you something. I just said something right there. I have seen that so many times. You know what? They won't promote me into uh, the youth leadership position. I feel like I ought to be in. That's all right. There's another ministry across the city that will. You know what? They won't let me lead worship. I keep having to submit to this worship leader, and I don't think they know what they're doing. It's all right. The church over in the state next to me, over over there, three, four hours away, yeah, they got a church where they'll let me do. Let They respect my gifts. They respect my gifts. You know what you're doing? You're pursuing your own. You're opening your own doors. You're creating your own way. And in the end, since you can't walk away from that ministry, you can't keep your hands off of it. Not just take your hands off at once, but keep them off. It'll always own you. It's now your God. See, God's not going to promote that. 
He's not the God of gifts. He is the God of people's hearts. Listen, this is why we have submission. Because you need the grace of God in order for your calling to work, and grace only comes by submission. There is no such thing as grace without submission. And submission is not a fight for who's in control. It's just the opposite. Submission, by its, by its definition, means a refusal to fight for your control, a refusal to fight for your rights. You're saying, I entered the battlefield with no weapons, no armor, simply laid down and surrendered to the will of the other one, the other person on the battlefield. That is what submission is. It's saying, you know what, God? I'm not gonna pursue my own way. I don't care what this looks like. I don't care. Listen, listen to what I'm about to say right now. I don't care that my leader doesn't respect my gifts. I don't care that my leader even feels like I'm not called to anything but what I'm doing. Yeah. Listen, God may not be allowing your leader to see your future for your benefit, because you need to get free from your own calling so that God can use it. Let me tell you something. I have seen this so many times. People are rocking along in the call of God and he begins to stir their hearts to to make a turn, to pursue a different thing. And they're thinking to themselves, if I go there and do that, it's a pay decrease. It's a status decrease. It's not really growth. That's taking me to a city where there's hardly anybody. There's no recognition in that place. There's no place for my gifts to grow there. If I go there, I'll have to submit to that leader, and they don't see things the way I do. So I definitely can't do See, someone who's living their life by their call instead of by the will of God can never make that turn realizing that once they get to that place, God is going to open up for them some divine things. Or the place he's calling them to that looks restrictive is the very place that has a gift or a wisdom that they need and they can't get it anywhere else. See, you're going to try to pursue your future without all the tools in your hand that you're going to need. God was trying to lead you to a place where you could get those tools and you can't get them because you're not submitted to God, you're submitted to your call. You're pursuing your call. That is ego. Me first, God second. That's how that works. And see, faith is a God first mentality. I'm going to put the word first. I'm not going to fear because he told me not to fear. I, I, whatever he says I have in the Bible, that's mine. I'm going to put the word first no matter what I feel or think. God's way is preeminent over everything. That is faith. The problem here <clears throat> is that people who, who, who put their calling first, there's no faith in God. And that's the key to walking out your calling properly is faith in God. See, there's no grace without submission. We just talked about that. But listen to this statement I'm about to make. Submission is the garden in which we grow faith. And it's there in that garden that we eat of the fruit of God's grace. Let me say that again. Submission is the garden in which we grow faith. Submitting to God is where we begin to grow our faith in him. And that faith is what is going to unlock the grace of God. If I can believe he will move these mountains when I speak, if I can believe that he will see me through this hardship, then the grace will be there to succeed in any circumstance. And that's ultimately what we want 
out of the call of God on our life is for it to bear good fruit. But it's going to come up against way too many walls, way too many obstacles, way too many problems to be of any use to anybody until you are submitted to God. Therefore, it is submitted to God. Because remember, God controls. If you submit to God, he's going to talk to your heart. He's not talking to your gifts. You deal with the gifts. You use them how he says. Hmm. Listen, how do we get from where we're at right now in ministry? Maybe you just started a week ago. I don't know. Maybe you've been in ministry for 30 years and you don't feel like you're where you need to be. Maybe, look, 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 I've seen this. Let me bring out some real scenarios here. I see somebody running sound, but they feel like they're called to lead praise and worship. I see someone serving in the maintenance crew. They're doing facility, you know, changing out broken, uh, you know, ballast and light bulbs and fixing light switches, but they feel called to the mission field. They feel called to be a missionary. I see people in youth ministry, but they, but they feel called to pastor. How do you get from where you're at to where God has called you to be? You get there by laying down your life, by stop stopping the pursuit of your call and engaging completely in the pursuit of God. You say, Chad, but how is that going to work? That seems counterintuitive, and you're right, it does. Now, we went over that in the last podcast. If, if you didn't listen, go back, listen to episode 21. Uh, in the podcast, listen, it's, the word says, unless a seed falls to the ground and die, it abides alone. Basically, that's what this means. And fall to the ground, get planted. That means it was purposely put where you couldn't see it, and die. That's what the seed, it falls to the ground, it gets buried, and it dies. You know what dies mean? There is no hope of it living. Death is, I cannot bring it to life on my own. Only God can. See, only God has the power to resurrect. Now, we have the power of God working in us, so I don't want to get into the theology of all that, but I'm just saying God is the one who resurrects. See, when you plant, when you say, I'm going to walk away from my calling, I'm willing to just set it aside and pursue God only, and I know this, God is going to bring everything he's called me to to pass. I'm not even concerned about it. I'm not going to worry about it. When you do that, your heart is now ready to accept all the wisdom, the understanding, the correct mentality, so that your gift can now bear fruit. You need yourself out of the way, and you need God in first place. Once that's done, now your gift can begin to flow, and you can begin to grow into the person you need to be in order to fulfill the call of God on your life. You see, we forget that it's not just about arriving at this place of ministry, but the journey the, the, the point from where you are now to getting there, however, months, years, decades, whatever it takes— turns you into the person you need to be in order to maintain fruitfulness in that call. And we miss out on that if we pursue it ourselves or quit while we're in the processing stage. You know, it's kind of like installing software and you get halfway through and you just hit cancel. You know what? The program won't run. You didn't finish the process. It's never going to work right. So how do we get from where we're at to the calling of God on our life? It's simple. You're going to need to quit pursuing the call and just pursue God. Here's where that's found. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. And this is where I'm going to wrap it up. Trust in the Lord. 
Have faith in God. And you faith with everything in your heart. Do not trust your own way of understanding and thinking, your own way of estimating what your life should be. Verse six, in everything that you do, you put God first and God will take care of the path your life needs to be on. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your paths. You want to know how to get from where you're at to where you feel like you should be in ministry? You need to pursue God, develop faith in him so that his grace can begin to flow in your life and he will promote you. He will open those doors. He will do that. Listen, I said it right at the front of the podcast and it bears repeating because it's so important. I see so many people wreck the future God has called them to by pursuing it incorrectly. Don't be that. Let God be the head of your life so that your calling can flourish. Anyway, that's what I got for, uh, today for you guys. Uh, that's it. And I hope it was a blessing to you. I, as, as always, I never trend, intend to hurt or harm or step on anybody's toes, but to help you see the truth. And listen, if today's podcast was a blessing, share it with someone, spread the word about the podcast. You know, you check us out on Facebook, on Instagram, ministrystaffpodcast.com is the website. Go there, drop me a message. Let me know if you loved it, if you hated it. Either way, I, I'm gonna read everything and we'll talk to you again. <laughs>